moms can come in every shape and form, and sometimes their children happen to have fur and wagging tails. This is a podcast for those who love the four-legged friends that they rescued because they got rescued right back. Each week, we bring on a dog mom or two to talk about their dogs and how they changed their lives. This is Rescue Dog Moms, a parenting podcast. I'm Yamini, and this is Boss. Hello, dog moms and dog dads. Welcome back to the Rescue Dog Moms podcast. Thanks, everyone, for your support. I got a really exciting email this week that we've reached 2,000 downloads, which is insane and way more listeners than I could have ever dreamed of for this very niche topic, in my opinion. But I'm so glad there's so many passionate rescue parents out there ready to support each other and learn some stuff. It's a pretty dark time here in Ontario, uh, so I really wanted to make sure an episode came out. And what better topic than supporting local business right now? Unfortunately, with the new closures in Ontario, there's even more um, impact on small businesses. So I thought it would be great to feature some of our amazing Canadian small businesses in, and have a small business mini series. So here is episode one featuring Sarah, who is the owner of Hen Hen, a Halifax based dog accessory business that uses upcycled materials. I'm a huge fan. I love her products and I love her winter bandanas so much. You'll hear me write about them in the podcast and I'll think I'll probably share some pictures on social media. You can follow us at Rescue Dog Bob's Pod on Instagram. We'll have a new small business episode every two weeks and then some regular episodes in between. So hoping that'll inspire lots of content and get everyone using their dollar to help our community out. If you guys uh, have any small businesses you are looking to amp up, feel free to send us a message as well. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, without further ado, here is Sarah and all about her dogs and Hen Hen. Sarah, welcome to Rescue Dog Moms. Thank you. I definitely wanted to connect with you since I guess we've had a little Instagram back and forth for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, just from I mean, I love your products for boss. Thank They've you. been a huge little incorporation into his fashion, <laughs> especially actually, right now, we're on uh, pretty cold here, but we're on a little training kick where we're trying to not use clothing with boss and bandanas. Okay. Your winter bandanas have been the only thing keeping him warm I right now. I love it. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, he lo- he like likes having those on. So he actually thinks they're toys too. So sometimes he'll play around with them a little bit. Oh, that's uh, okay. <laughs> so it's been really awesome buying your products for our household. And obviously too, I mean, you're from my old stomping grounds, Halifax. So we've had a lot of back and forth about the East Coast. <laughs> 
I love it. You're where I used to be. I used to be in Toronto. So funny. It's a little switcheroo. <laughs> What's Halifax like, like right now? Very snowy. Very, yeah? very snowy. Yeah. This time last year was my first winter here and we had maybe a little snow, but it would melt. But this year it's just four feet tall, no melting. <laughs> yeah. I always remembered with East Coast weather, it was just like either extreme. It like, doesn't make sense. There was either a crazy snowstorm that would like shut down the entire city. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you couldn't get anywhere. Yep. Or it's just like raining all the time, to- like all winter. Or like warm. Like last year I went to the beach in October and like was oh up my to God. my, you know what I mean? Like it's either snowing or I don't know. <laughs> it's a beautiful place, but definitely winters are so strange. <laughs> it's okay. It's almost done. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I'm counting down right now. Me too. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, How's things going right now with uh, all of the quarantine stuff? Are you guys still pretty? We're pretty much back to normal, to be honest. I mean, you still obviously need to social distance, wear masks, things like that. But restaurants are open, like bars are open. It's nice. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, that is nice. It's funny because I feel like I still wouldn't do anything when I was in, like, you know, when I was in Halifax in the winter, we didn't do Mm -mm. much. No, every winter is a quarantine here. Me, so. I'm just checking in on her. Oh, is she a baby? She's a super baby, yeah. Oh. I mean, she's not a super baby, but like, she's pretty much a baby. (laughs) I love her. She's super sweet. Good job not (laughs) doing that. She's like really good though. I thought she was two, and then she ended up being like five months. Oh, she is like baby, baby. That's the the fun, the fun time. Five yeah. to like eight months. But honestly, she oh. just sleeps like all day. That's okay. I don't know if it's because she's exhausted, and maybe oh. in a week's time she'll be crazy. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had yeah. I've never had real puppies. Oh, okay. Like because I adopted then. Boss when he was yeah, like one. Okay, past the like chewing crazy stage, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Did you go through that with? Henry and Yoshi? Not really. Yoshi was... I think one when I met her my partner had her first and Henry was about seven months so but he was an amazing puppy like he never destroyed anything surprisingly <laughs> that's so sweet well yeah. talk about our dogs let's uh, get sure. into it sounds um, good tell me all about Henry and Yoshi so Yoshi is my girl she's about seven she's a husky mix she's very sweet, kind, but independent. Doesn't really like to cuddle. Henry is the exact opposite. He's a boy. He's about five and he's a pit bull mix. And all he wants to do all day is cuddle under the blanket. If you're on the couch, he's not liking the winter very much. Yeah, but Yoshi loves it. Like, right. Yeah. They're, they're complete opposite. She would be outside all day in the winter and Henry, not at all. Do you walk them separately for like different amounts of time? To, yeah. 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 So Yoshi... Again, she could go five hours without stopping. But yeah, usually her, it's about an hour and then we'll go to the dog park. Henry, right now, honestly, it's sometimes even just around the block and then he's just done like lifting his little paws or yeah, it's okay. It is. Yeah, we've had the same little struggle with Boss. Like I said, we really thought it was like 
the snow, but we've actually realized that our trainer is telling us that he's probably just stressed with clothing and it's actually oh. made a big difference. Interesting. Yeah. So we've been taking him out without his jackets or anything, which we're a bit okay. worried about because it's still like minus 10, uh, minus yeah. 15. But as long as he's moving, he's I think they okay. tell you too, right? Like he would yeah. tell you if he was not enjoying himself. Yeah. And he's <laughs> definitely like enjoying himself way more. I love it. it. So it's interesting. I never thought to that. I'll try. Maybe like yeah who knows we'll see <laughs> um and how long ago did you rescue them so yoshi was from the humane society in toronto my partner got her when she was about i think about eight months so almost seven years ago now henry like i said i think was about seven months when i got him but i actually bought him off of a homeless man in toronto so i don't fully know how old he is but yeah so i've had him about five five and a half years now as well you gotta tell that story <laughs> how did that come about it was honestly one of those situations that I didn't really know what was happening until I was walking away with him and I was just walking down the street and he was kind of off to the side it was the middle of winter I could definitely tell it was one of these situations where he just kind of had the dog but wasn't like you know you can tell when it's their happy dog but I just saw him he was a little puppy curled freezing no blanket away from the man and I just walked up to him I had a hundred dollars in my purse and I wanted a dog at the time I'm like I'll give you a hundred dollars for the dog he's like okay and I just away we went oh my god yep. what and a then story called my partner and was like I did something maybe bad but did your partner your partner already had Yoshi had, at we the already time. had Yoshi yep yeah. yeah so Yoshi and him were they were fine like they got along fine I was gonna say they got a well fine that's awesome yeah she <laughs> definitely was like who is this dog where did you come from but yeah they were fine <laughs> it all happened very fast <laughs> that's a super funny story and well <laughs> you turned out with like a perfect dog exactly so. I wouldn't want it any other way so it's okay it's so funny because you're the second person on this podcast who's had a similar story oh, oh that's hilarious yeah I just was like wow there's a lot of yeah I mean I understand like a dog is if especially a puppy a commitment for people living on the street and sometimes it's you know yeah, if, they're not, mean, like, if they're not there if they're not attached to the dog or that's just yeah. it right like I think I don't want to make assumptions but usually you can tell when it's someone who is homeless with their dog and to this was definitely one of those situations he very quickly just gave him to me you know what I mean yeah he accepted he was much happier having and he yeah. had like little frostbites on his belly and stuff when I first got him so you know he was it was the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> so you already mentioned how their personalities are like with you guys. How are they like yes. with each other? Henry loves Yoshi. Like he would die happy if she would just let him cuddle her all the time. But she is very much like she tolerates him. But it's very much like don't touch me. Don't be near me. This is my toy. Like I, I don't know what it is. I think he's very energetic and kind of playful all the time. And she's getting older, just wants to lie with her bones. So it's... It, uh, yeah, they they get along, but he would love if she would loved him more, I think. <laughs> oh my God, too funny. And I know we wanted to also discuss reactivity and other training issues that people might have. I know, sure. I mean, Boss is a reactive dog. Is Boss he? Is, I didn't know that. Yeah, Boss okay. is a dog who has a biting history and is reactive. He's yeah, small too. though, right? So yeah. I always say, 
you know, I, I, it definitely has been a journey for me, but I recognize that like people don't look at boss and are scared because he's sure. a little guy who looks pretty silly. So it's been pretty easy in that way. People right. find him more annoying than like dangerous. <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that though. Yeah. I mean, we've, I think we've gone on a good trajectory. He's much yeah. better outside. Um, actually he is a bit worse right now. I think oh, mostly no. because I think he's just cooped up in the house. So yeah, it's more. hard. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, tell me a little bit about your history with Henry um, in terms of how you've dealt with that. Sure. So Henry is my first experience with the reactive dog. I didn't even know what it was before I got Henry. And he, I would say, started to become reactive when I worked at a doggy daycare and he got attacked by another dog there. That kind of set things off, I guess. And then it just got progressively worse over the years to the point where he did attack a dog. Luckily, no one was hurt. But that moment kind of made me realize, you know, I need to get my shit together. Something has to change. So from there, we started working with trainers, doing my research on my own. And then he attacked another dog, even though we were doing our best. And after that dog, he needed to wear a muzzle. Like it just, you know, he was out of chances. I didn't want anybody to get hurt. So going forward, that's what needed to happen. But he's getting a lot better. And how was the muzzle training process with him? It's something it was a lot. I've never, <laughs> I've, or I've had to like instruct my foster sure. sometimes, but it's, I yep. know it's a long journey. It, it honestly, I probably tried for, I'm going to say four or five months solid every day, you know, the treats, teaching him to put his face in, kind of progressing. But any moment I got to the part where you kind of snap it on and he has to hold the muzzle himself, he would freak out. And I have always read, you know, you should kind of ease them into it. You want it to be a positive experience. So I was stuck at that stage. And then during this all happening is when he attacked the dog. So from there, he just kind of needed to just, you know, the muzzle needed to go on. So my partner one day was just like, he needs to wear it. She strapped it onto him and we walked to the McDonald's. And when we got to the McDonald's, he got a hamburger. So for two days straight, nice. we did that. And then after that, he wore it. No problem. Oh, so, my God. Great not, tip. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't advise it. I definitely think you should, you know, slowly introduce it and try to make it a positive thing. But he just he needed like he wasn't allowed out of the house without it I wasn't letting him so he just needed to suck it up and get a hamburger for it I guess <laughs> honestly if I yeah. had to get a ham if I got to get like a yummy treat every time yeah. I pick it up like it'd be pretty sweet so and now he doesn't notice it at all so it's fine that's great yeah. how do you feel that people react like with when they see Henry with sure. his I definitely expected way more bad reactions than we've got like he's a muscly reactive pit bull wearing a muzzle it's not you know yeah there's a lot of stereotypes about that but I would say 99% uh, is positive the most people will do is they ask why he's wearing it which I welcome because I like talking about it and I like kind of taking away the stigma of a dog wearing a muzzle again especially a pit bull yeah but uh yeah at least here in Nova Scotia it's been mostly welcome there's always the odd person that kind of gives you a dirty look or crosses the street but I don't care anymore I'd rather my dog be safe and everyone else be safe yeah definitely yeah. And I guess another, I don't know if this is, might be culturally different, but obviously in Ontario, there's unfortunately the pit bull bans here. Yes. And do you find that there's different stigmas around pit bulls in Nova Scotia or is it about 100%. the same? Yeah. Well, for me, like we did have Henry in Ontario illegally. That's why we moved at the end of the day. And mm. I definitely noticed just the general population interacting with us in Ontario versus here is very different. Here, people just view him as a dog. 
in Ontario, it was either, oh my gosh, is that a pit bull? So cool. Can I pet it? Or the exact opposite. Oh my gosh, you have a pit bull. You shouldn't be here. Uh, it was interesting to come here and see like he just is a regular dog here in so many ways. That's so nice. It just yeah, shows how it is nice. these laws just perpetuate such stupid stereotypes. A hundred percent. They're not helpful at the end of the day. What other misconceptions of either muzzle training, muzzle wearing, or like reactivity would you want to maybe share with people who might not know about it? I think the biggest thing is, is if you see a dog that's reactive, you know, growling, snarling, anything like that. I would say most of the time, it's not an aggression issue. It's more an excitement issue. It's just that dog either hasn't been taught or has been taught rot kind of how to manage that emotion. So I think a lot of people that get really scared and don't understand reactivity or a dog wearing a muzzle. And it's just important to remind people they're not bad dogs. They're not aggressive. Most of the time, it just is, you know, some stuff in going on inside that they need help understanding and training how to kind of manage their emotions better. Yeah, definitely. And I even know people who muzzle their dogs more because their dogs try to pick up food off the street. Mm, or there's yeah. so many different reasons that it yes. could be helpful. And I think it's important for every dog to like, you never know when you may have to muzzle your dog, even if it isn't reactive, you know, at the vet or you never know, right? It's, it's important to train them just in case the odd time it has to happen. Yeah, we actually had a similar like a situation where we thought, you know, I've had a lot of friends recently do that, like muzzle train their dogs sure. in case. And we had a day where boss was like pretty sick. He was mm -hmm. like, just, you know, I don't know what he ate something bad. He was like throwing up and stuff. And he was so stressed that he was biting us. Buddy. I know. And See, I just was I like, know. yeah, I just was like, well, if he's acting like this with us, and obviously we had to take him to the vet, I was like, how yep. is he going to be with them? Exactly. They didn't say anything but i did leave being like maybe for next time it might be you just never know right and then that even in that situation if boss wasn't wearing a muzzle your anxiety would have been less which would have helped him be less stressed yeah. out you know what i mean like you just never know no definitely it's a good idea. Let's talk a bit about your business. How did you start, Hen Hen? It's kind of a culmination of many, many years of trial and error. I worked in the pet industry for about 15 years. I've always done art. Um, I was a professional graphic designer before this. So it kind of was just sort of developed over time as a way to mix all of my interests and you know desires together and then there's a program in nova scotia where the government basically pays you to go to school to learn how to start a business so i did that when i got here last year and it kind of they took me through all the steps and now here we are <laughs> That's super awesome. And yeah. then your partner's an artist as well. So yes. you must have a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, I was going to say must have tons of inspiration all around. <laughs> I do. You guys but can workshop together. I don't know. This is just how I imagine. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we spend every day here in the studio together. There's paint all over our floor. It's yeah, it's fun. That's pretty idyllic, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> And what kind, you said you worked in the dog businesses. So what kind of work were you doing? And um, are you still doing things like that? Or is this kind of fixing that dog part this, of your this soul? Is kind of it. I kind of like fell into the pet industry when I was a teenager, just because I needed a job. I loved animals. And I've done everything you can imagine doggy daycare, pet smart, working at horse farms, reptile breeders, like anything you can imagine I've probably done it in the pet industry it just and then it becomes one of those things once you have experience you kind of just keep going along the same route but this feels nice to kind of be 
behind the scenes versus working in the retail aspect of it, I guess. Yeah, that must make sense. I'm sure there's a lot of craziness going on, both from the pets <laughs> themselves and the people. A hundred percent. Animal people are a special type for sure. Yeah. Good and bad. A hundred percent. I mean, I've, I volunteer with rescues and just in the last year, I'm like, you, oh yeah, yeah there's some know. personalities for sure. <laughs> I know as well that a big part of the ethos of your brand is um, having that eco-conscious making element and helping rescues as well. So why don't yes. you talk to me a little bit about that? For me, like I am an anti-capitalist at heart. So part of me was really hard to kind of step into like a business ownership and have to start thinking about financing, you know, all of these things that my whole life have kind of been like, that's all bad. So I guess for me, it was a way to incorporate more of my desire to want to help people and help the world, even in a small bit, kind of also so through this program I went through, wanted to differentiate myself from every other dog accessory business that's out there. So I really try to, when I say something is 100% recycled or 100% upcycled, I really want to mean it versus just, I'm eco-friendly, but I'm not going to tell you how. So what's the process like from, I, I guess, like ideation all the way sure. to like getting the product ready? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm still figuring that out. Um, I definitely am a very fly by the seat of my pants person. So every new thing I put out is very much frantically at the last minute, scraping everything together, taking photos, editing. Like I I can't plan it. I, I Like I, I've always had all these ideas, but each one kind of comes about differently. Tell me the story of your winter bandanas. Sure, like, how sure, did those sure. come about? <laughs> Maybe that's not a good example because my partner actually came up with that design. So, <laughs> so for, for those ones, she told me what to make and I made them. But uh, let's say for my upcycled bandanas, for example, those ones, every piece of fabric that I use is all upcycled. So either from a thrift store or sometimes people will trade me fabric that I like in exchange for some other products I already have. And then once I get the fabric, it's kind of deciding, do I want this to be in the, like right now I'm picking for the spring collection. So I have fabric from like six years ago that finally it feels ready to use it. And then because I only have however much fabric I've acquired I need to make sure I have enough for each size dog which usually means a limited run of each thing yeah but that's yeah. cool because it ends up yeah. being pretty unique exactly where do you get your creative inspiration for everything <laughs> is it a cop-out answer to say everywhere <laughs> I don't know like for me it, it just really comes down to in the moment what am I feeling do I you know want to do something bright and colorful today or am I you know there's ideas that have been percolating for five years that now kind of feel like they're ready to come out I get a lot of inspiration from my partner as I said we're sitting mm. side by side every day so it's fun to kind of look over see what color she's using oh maybe I can add that to this cool color or things like that you were saying that you use dip drawers or are there places in Halifax that you go to find fabrics and materials uh, yeah but if I tell you then everyone will go there that's no, true <laughs> <laughs> no uh, there, there's definitely it's lacking in thrift stores and stuff like that here because it is a smaller community when you're used to somewhere like Toronto but um, I think any thrift store, if you know where to look, you can find cool fabric. Like sometimes I'll even take a dress that I found and cut that up and make it into dog bandanas. It doesn't have to just be in the fabric section. I know you also, I know you were looking for rescues to partner with. What rescues are you working with in uh, uh, right now? I have uh, worked with Southpaw a little bit, but um, I haven't, like I, I did a few giveaways with them. I've donated to them a few times and I really like 
like what they're doing, but I haven't found, like, I would love to build a long-term relationship with one or two rescues where, you know, it's kind of an ongoing thing, but haven't found that yet. So I'm open to options if anyone has any. Yeah. Well, if anybody listening knows places in Halifax, (laughs) you could definitely hit you up. I have little concept of Halifax rescues. I think most of my friends there have, have breeder dogs from what I've seen. Yeah. See, they definitely, they are here. It's just finding them. I haven't found them yet. Yeah, totally. And I also, I don't know, I feel like rescues are grow, at least here in Toronto, they're growing so massively, but it's only been in the last few years that they've become so big. Yeah, which is a good thing. Like it's good, a good place for growth. Do you find that you're noticing in Halifax, like a billion new dogs, uh, like here during this quarantine, even though you guys aren't in the same position? (laughs) I've actually heard people say that there's like a scarcity of rescue dogs here right now. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that a lot of people have tried to get rescue dogs over the past year with the quarantine and stuff. And there's just not a lot to go around because everyone else is also wanting to find them. Oh my god. So Which is a good problem, but it sucks if you are wanting a dog. <laughs> yeah, I feel like someone's got to get in there and just like figure it out. <laughs> yeah, someone else could take that on. I don't have oh, time for that right now. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Me neither. I'm not going to live there. What are your uh, plans for the business this year? Really would like to grow. Like I, you know, right now it's winter. Seasonal depression is affecting all of us, I feel like. So I'm just hibernating right now. But I would really like to grow and um, ideally take on a few staff so I can, you know, up production, things like that. And I would really love to start collaborating with other artists to get their art featured on my products as well. So my plan is to hopefully build some sort of kind of art dog community of some sort. Uh, But we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, and definitely there's, uh, again, a lot of opportunity this summer to like get your name out there and like be around the city at fairs and everything Mm -hmm. i remember the summer is very lively (laughs) oh there'd be i love summer in halifax it's wonderful yeah (laughs) any plans for henry and yoshi (laughs) i think trips i don't know like fun stuff we have a friend that has a huge farm so i definitely am going to be taking full advantage of that this year henry doesn't really get many opportunities to be off leash because of how he is but there he can run to his heart's content i'm sure yoshi really wants to go back to the beach so once it's warm we're gonna go back to the beach for her but other than that i think they're just enjoying being somewhere with more open space like they're we're both toronto dogs right used to living in a tiny condo it's nice to be able to have some more freedom here i guess yeah that's the nice thing about being out there for sure you Mm -hmm. can again once the weather (laughs) once it cooperates exactly yeah yeah it's time for the speed round for our speed round our dog mom will answer questions as quick as they can about their dog let's go shy or outgoing yoshi shy henry outgoing games or treat i would say both treats 100 percent. what are their favorite treats henry will eat anything absolutely anything yoshi's favorite treats are um salmon skins i would say those little salmon skimmels yeah (laughs) do you use collars harnesses or other tools Uh, They both walk on a harness, usually an easy walk. I have used martingale collars in the past, but now the harnesses are working good for them. Dog bed or human bed? Uh, Both. Our bed is too small for them both to fit. So they have, we uh, bought like a crib mattress and we have one on either side of our bed for them to each sleep on. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's super cute it's really nice to wake up to in the morning no kidding it's always funny because um yeah like I have a small dog so he yeah. doesn't disturb my sleep that much but when I see people with two big dogs in their oh, bed I'm like how do you do it how I don't know how they do it either we tried it doesn't work <laughs> no <laughs> makes sense squeakers or balls I would say squeakers or both yeah people or dogs Henry people Yoshi only my partner to be honest she's very selective she she tolerates everyone but she only loves my partner nice summer or winter yoshi winter henry summer walks or cuddles yoshi walks henry cuddles <laughs> that's what you're saying they were like total opposite yeah early walks or sleep in i would say sleep in for both of them guard dog or greeter i would say both guard dog they love people, but I wouldn't want to come into the house if they didn't know who you were. <laughs> yeah, fair. No, boss is a huge guard dog, so I understand. That's, that's good. <laughs> like, it makes me feel safe. That's true. Although I feel like he barks it so much that I'm like, oh, it no. could be anything. And I wouldn't even pay attention at this point. <laughs> um, do they prefer, uh, for the ones who like dogs, like, do they prefer big dogs or little dogs? Yoshi, I would say, prefers little dogs. Her favorite are, like, tiny puppies to be honest she's very good with them yeah once they're adults she just kind of ignores them that's so funny loves the puppy energy <laughs> yeah bacon or peanut butter oh that's a tough one i would say probably bacon for both of them yeah meat focused <laughs> salmon skins and bacon right exactly all right this is my weird random one that i love uh -oh. asking which actors would voice your dogs oh in a movie <laughs> That's a hard question. <laughs> I feel like Henry would have a little kid actor voice. Yeah. But I don't know which one. Yoshi would probably be someone like Emma Watson, maybe, or yeah. Nice. A British tone. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one's always weird, but I love hearing people it's come fun. up with it. <laughs> I just never thought of that before. <laughs> Do they like tricks? Tricks? Yeah, yes. I would say so. They're very, they're the type where you hold a treat and they'll just kind of go through their repertoire until you give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> what are their like best tricks? Yoshi um, does the who's your best friend. So you tell her you say that and she'll put her head or her hand on Henry's head, which is very cute. Oh my god. And That's Henry, so cute. I know it's awesome. Henry's best trick is probably spin. Just he doesn't do much. <laughs> Uh, yeah bust always does spin when we have treats. yeah that's his I automatic it. that's okay it's cute <laughs> it is yeah um squirrel chaser or scent follower oh squirrel chasers definitely both of them costumes or naked naked i think well henry loves to wear sweaters and stuff but yeah <laughs> i think other if it's not cold out they both would prefer to be naked that's fair squat or lift both squat <laughs> Well, I was going to say, like, mama's kid or mama's kid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> which partner? It's confusing. Which... Uh, oh, these binaries, they're terrible, uh, right? right. <laughs> uh, Yoshi definitely is 100% prefers my partner. Like, if I come in the front door and she sees it's me, she'll turn and walk away. What? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but Henry... Henry has no loyalty to anyone. Like, he would go with a stranger if they had a hot dog. Oh he doesn't God. care. <laughs> where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram is where I'm most active at Shop Hen Hen or on my website, which is shophenhen.com. 
Awesome. And I'll definitely be modeling some photos of Boss with your I stuff. Love it. it and makes me so happy. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. And thank you for having you... me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Rescue Dog Moms is a project by Yamini, inspired by her rescue boss, who you can find on Instagram at the pup boss. To keep up with the Rescue Dog Moms podcast, you can follow us at rescuedogmoms.ca or on Instagram at rescuedogmomspod. See you next week.